Hi, this is Angie Meadows. This is Rocker Recovery. We are on lesson 12. Today we're going to be talking about peace, and this is... Hi, I'm Craig Whelan. You want to tell us a little bit about what you do in Philly? Uh, well, we take a group of people down on a school bus or two and um, just basically do outreach, feed people, um, give them some clothes, um, and hopefully share a little hope. Um, we brought back a couple. You know, we break our hearts every time we go down there seeing yeah. God's image bearers suffering an addiction. Yeah. How many of them? How many hot dogs you serve? Oh, hundreds, hundreds, hundreds. three, four hundred, five hundred. Yeah. Depends on how many people show up on a Sunday. And sometimes they take people down there to cut hair with them. Yep. Cut and, hair. And tell them what the name of your ministry is. Aim for Christ. Okay. Aim for Christ. You can find him on Facebook. Yeah. So, so what Craig does is he just goes down and loves on him and becomes uh, the hands and feet of Jesus just to give him a hug, to tell him, Hey, there's a way out of here. Hey, somebody hasn't forgotten you. We love you. Yeah. Let them know they're seen and loved and, you know, try and remind them of their kids, their mom, their dad, whoever, somebody's loving them at home, wishing they knew where they were. Mm -hmm. Give them our phone, let them call home if they want. Yeah. Yeah. Just to try to get them connected in recovery houses Something. and yeah. clinics and things like that to try to get them try to get them some recovery so today we want to talk about peace we've been talking about uh you know how to be trustworthy and not double-minded how to be not be a dish rag but to be built like steel how to find your anxiety that's you know to get past your anxiety to find the emotion that's underneath that and so today we we want to conquer that all that and we want to walk in peace, peace. so let's get the pdf pulled up if you're, if you're listening to us on podcast and you want the PDF, it's an enablersjourney.com. Go to the little tab that says Rocker Recovery and go to Lesson 12, uh, Peace. And here we go. This is a poem I wrote years ago. I had, I had all this uh, peace in the mornings. I was, was sitting there with my Bible having my devotions and, uh, you know, a telemarketer would call and I'd lose my peace in about 30 seconds. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Where did my piece go? I fought for that for two hours this morning. So then I wrote this little poem. Where is my piece? How is it so easily elude me? I know it is a gift. Does it come in a box? How does it get away so quickly? Does it have legs to run on? Does it hide behind my problem or under the bed? How can it be so near yet oh so very far? How can it be so hard to find but oh so easy to lose? What am I pursuing today? So are you pursuing your peace today? Want to read the verse? Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Psalm 34, 14. Okay, so what's, what's the skill that you got to do there, Craig? You got to turn from evil and then and what? pursue peace yeah pursue it and you got to do good do good and so there's this verse that, that reminds me of uh if you, you don't faint don't be weary in, in well-doing and and you will weep you will get the rewards of the lord so just if you've been doing good and nobody's noticing if you've been trying and nobody's noticing don't daddy knows yeah yeah bob papa knows or abba knows and don't faint just keep working and and doing good, just doing the next right thing. Okay. Even when all your friends are not doing the right thing. I've noticed uh, this past week on Facebook, I'm on a lot of recovery groups and, and every day, there's another one on there that's overdosed. There's another one mm -hmm. that they're RIP, brother, we loved you, rest in peace. And, 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 you know, there's just, it just breaks my heart. And I just feel like that 
if they had the maturity skills emotionally, they can rise above the thinking that drives them back into, back into the yeah. trauma that triggers the substance use and the self-destruction button. It just breaks my heart. I know. I, I see it on those streets down there in Philly. And it oh, just, it you just, just want to bring them all home. Yeah. <laughs> but they won't come home. That's the crazy I part. Know. They won't come home. I know. Well, a lot of them have been, you know, there's wounds at home, you know, and, and a lot of them, they don't see another way out. They're, they're, they're pretty well, they get stuck. So I help with, um, I mentor some that are in a higher level of, of recovery. They've been in recovery like a couple months or even a year. And I just uh, work them at my dad's um, property and stuff like that. And I just feed them and, and pay them a few bucks an hour. And they just, they work their tails off trying to, uh, trying to please me. And, and just, I just coach them and love on them and go get them when they're having trouble and, coach them through that and, and help them stay in recovery. And it, it's still hard. It, it's still That's hard. hard. Work too. Uh, nah, it's just like, there's one of my kids, they call me mama Madison. <laughs> just like another kid. I, I did lose one of them this summer. And that, that was the one we talked about in the last lesson. And, and that was a really hard, I'd gotten really attached to him. I really, he, you guys have so much potential. You have so much potential when you recover, but that potential, if you, if you don't bring it down into reality, it's not going to manifest itself. So I want, I want you to cure anxiety because when I work with um, those in recovery, what I find is the anxiety drives them right back to the streets. They, it drives them right back to doing things that are destructive. So let's go through these. There is a cure for anxiety. And it is not easy, but simple. It is a moment by moment choice to do the next right thing. Now refuse anxiety and replace it with gratefulness. Replace it with what? Gratefulness. Gratefulness. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. thanksgiving. Present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And so sometimes I've really gone through some really difficult things, some really hard things. And if, if I get really anxious about it, I just start thanking God. And that thankfulness is like a, it's like a key that unlocks the door and now I'm not anxious. And so I've, as I've just like, okay, thank you, Lord. And I'm, I'm not necessarily thankful for this horrible thing that's, that's happening, but I'm thankful for God being there with me, for him giving me the grace to get through it, for him to teaching me on it so that I can teach you and that I'm not alone. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think there's probably a lot of psychiatrists that wouldn't agree with me, but I think that's a cure for depression too. Because when I start feeling down, it's because I haven't been thankful. And, and if I can just flip that switch and start finding mm. things to be thankful for, yep. no more depression. It's gone. Okay. So, well, here's your exercise. Let peace reign in your heart by turning every anxious thought into a grateful one. This does not mean you are grateful for bad things, but the opportunities to see everything meant for evil be turned into good. Read that scripture. You, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done in saving of the many. Yeah, so there's many lives that's going to be saved. If you can get on top of this, you're going to go back and you're going to save yeah. your friends. <laughs> that's the best part of my trips to Philly, too, is to be able to take a recovered yeah. addict down there because they can speak. Yeah. I was here. I, I spent here. time here. Yeah. And I am, I've been done for seven years or, you know, right, this is right. my life now that I just, I've gained that freedom 
And mm -hmm. I can actually come back out here and share. And I'm ready to start doing some recovery podcasts. So if you guys have been in recovery for a couple of years and you're, you've got a handle on this stuff, then message me and we'll get together and I'll do your story and we'll put it on the podcast. And that way I think your testimony is going to give other ones hope. So the application here is do not be anxious about anything. Instead, be grateful. Yeah. This is a journey. We are growing and learning. Gratefulness changes our focus. In my nursing career, I stood by the bed of dying saints who were in total peace, glorifying God. So the presence of anxiety does not depend upon my circumstances or on the fallen state of this world. I had two AIDS patients at the same time, and they were side by side in the rooms. And the one fellow, he was very angry that he was dying. He was mad. He was cussing. He was hateful. And then I'd walk into this other room. And this woman had gotten AIDS through a blood transfusion when she'd had surgery. She had five children that were between the ages of like nine and 16 and a husband that was sitting there. And all she could do was glorify God. All she could do was think about me when I walked in the door. How you doing? How you feeling? Do you know the Lord? Have you been saved? And on her, when she wasn't in the hospital, she was going to AIDS meeting two or three nights a week, telling them about Jesus. And I'm thinking, whoa. So the doctors came in one Sunday and they decided that uh, she needed this procedure and she needed it today. And she says, uh-uh, this is the Lord's day. You go home and you be with your families. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, I was in a backslidden state. I was working at a high estate on the transplant unit and we got the overflow AIDS patients and I was backslidden. I mean, I wasn't walking with the Lord and that woman turned me around Holy. watching her have that kind of presence and joy in that kind of a trial. And that's, <sighs> I mean, and that's everybody, whatever, mm. whatever we've lived through in the past, whatever we've conquered, we can use it for good to help oh, somebody yeah. else oh, yeah. and, and bring the next guy out of or go out of whatever. So unless she had a miracle, there was no good outcome coming yeah. and she didn't care. She thought it was her mission Perfect. to go out okay. there and, and tell a thousand AIDS patients how to find Jesus because she was taking them all with her. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. <Good for> her. <laughs> so anxiety is my lack of trusting and understanding who I am in Christ and the work of salvation he is doing in me and how he how to use his blessed resources available to me and i think identity is so huge in this battle whatever we battle but addiction especially is when you can realize who you are in christ and your real identity of who you are you're not what you've done in the past mm -hmm. you're not the mm -hmm. drugs you're not the things you stole or or the people you hurt. You or, are something better in Christ. Or, or what people told you you were. Right. You're, you're not. Yeah. You were made in his image. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. You were created by Heavenly Father for his glory and for your good. It, you're, you're going to be able to come out of this. You're going to be able to come on top of it. You're going to be able to get over this. But it's going to take work. And Amen. it's going to take, it's going to be taking wrestling yourself and pinning yourself to the ground. <laughs> My husband says, I'm a great wrestler. <laughs> he says, there is no life lesson that's coming your way that you're not going to wrestle with until you figure it out. And so that's what I've done for over 20 years. And that's where all this has come from. So uh, the principle, give them the principle. Let peace guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Hmm. What would that look like? For me, whenever I'm struggling with something, it's just being quiet with Jesus, breathing. Just, just some simple sit quietly and listen to myself, breathe and trust. Mm -hmm. Surrender, whatever it is, trust and 
and let that peace return. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing, Lord, but I trust you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you're doing. I, I can't see the beginning from the end, but I know you're right into this. And so anxiety wars against our faith. And everything that comes out of, um, everything either comes out of faith or out of fear. And so what we want to do is we want to move into that faith realm. And we want to leave fear behind. But in order to do that, we have to have the life and the nature of God living in us. And I think that comes through. Surrender. That's the big word for me, surrender. Yeah. If I'm, whatever I'm trying to hang on to, if I can just surrender it, then I'm finally going to get that peace. I can just lay it down. Mm -hmm. And the hard part's not picking it back up. (laughs) If I can lay it down and let God have it, I can find that piece. Well, here's what I do. I take my duct tape up to the altar and I duct tape it to the altar. (laughs) I was telling him earlier that um, my loved one that's in addiction, I really wrestled for 20 years um, trying to fix it and being that horrible enabler that was just throwing money at it, thinking money could fix it and more talk, more love, more this, more that could fix it. And finally I took him up to the altar and I literally in my mind, I duct taped him to the altar and I said, there he is, Lord. I am Abraham. He is Isaac. Whatever glorifies you, whether it's to lay him in the grave or to raise him up. And here it is 10 years later and he's sober today. (laughs) <laughs> he's sober now now it's not been long and but we've got him we've got him today he's got a new day he's sober god has lifted him up he's overdosed 60 70 times and god still just lifts him up and lifts him up and lifts. one time he god's was a, got bo- a purpose for that one boy. time he was a body dump <laughs> and they had run out of narcan and and they just put a little oxygen on him he, they said well you were breathing about once a minute so you know of course, the people at the dump team said he was dead, but <laughs> and, and there he was. An hour later, he come around. <laughs> Miracles. I know. So, so you have to you have to understand if your loved ones are caught in addiction, they're not going to die until God's done with them. They're not going to die. You you don't have to wrestle with this. You don't have to live in fear. You just you just literally surrender them to the Lord and say, "There, there they are, Lord. I trust you." And yeah, sometimes they are going to die. And that's, that's the reality of addiction. That's why now when it's so bad, it's so hard not to go out there and try to fix it. And I'm not saying that you don't try to get them in rehabs and you don't try to get them. I, I, what I mean is you don't give them money to go get drugs with. You don't give them cash. That They say I need child support and you give them cash. You don't do that. If you want to pay their child support, you, you get a money order or you put it in the mail and you do it yourself. But don't just hand them cash yeah. because you're just putting another nail in your coffin. So it's very important to um, not psych yourself up to have faith or to think this positive thinking, but to understand that, that faith literally comes out of just totally surrendering, saying, God, here I am. I, I can't do anything. I'm going to be Abraham on that mountain, and there, there's my loved one, and, and I give him to you. Surrender and trust. Yeah. God kind of takes care of us. That is yeah. the key. Yeah. And, and that gave me peace so that I could go on and start putting this stuff together for you. And, and there was a lot of years that he didn't change. And, and as soon as he was in recovery, I would, I would go get him and I'd take him to Red Lobster and we'd kill a fatted calf and we'd have a big feast. Welcome home, and, son. And, yeah. And then if he'd go back out in the streets and he'd want me, want to call me or want me to go to lunch with him or something, I'd say, let me know when you're in recovery and we'll talk. And so there was just this boundary of, I'm not going down that road with you. You, you go there, you go alone. But as soon as you want help, you call me and I'll get you there. 
uh, we'll we'll start exploring what's out there. We'll start we'll start figuring it out together, and that's when I, that's when you need to reconnect with them. So if your loved ones are in recovery, you don't want to enable them. I've written a couple of books, uh, Thousand Tears and Enabler's Journey. Uh, that's one that's principle based. I wrote one uh, that's called Enabler's Journey: A Christian Perspective that has a hundred hundred fifty uh, scriptures in it that tells enablers. Uh, the print the scripture behind the principles so they know if you don't work you don't eat you know you warn them once you warn them twice you have nothing to do with them so that we know that we're going we're not going to coddle rebellion we're going to put up some bounds boundaries and we're going to say no here's the line get back over here and and if we can do that when they're young and when they're early and then give them some of these skills some of these emotional skills i think we can divert a lot of problems in the future yeah. Conclusions. Perhaps I have never been taught how to trust Christ in every area of my life. And, and I, I went to church for 18 years and had really no trust. It was all about me building my kingdom and what I could do, work harder, save money. It wasn't trust in God. There was nothing surrendered and I didn't have peace. I'd work harder and, and it did it like it went through my fingers. There was, you know, the more harder I work, the more anxiety, the more uh, depression, the more frustration, the more anger I had. And, and so the key to that was? Surrender. 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 <laughs> All right, do the second one. Perhaps I never knew peace uh, abides only in trusting relationship with the Lord. Yeah, that's where it's at. And perhaps I have not understood how to go into my prayer closet and shut the door to anxiety in the outside world. And that's, that was, that's been key for me uh, when I get frustrated. Mine usually comes out in anger. But, um, yeah, if I can just get quiet with God and breathe, and oh, it's yours, God. It's, it's yours. Yeah, sometimes, I, I mean, I get up in the morning, and if, if I've got anxiety, sometimes I can sit there for five minutes and I get released, and sometimes it's four hours. <laughs> I'm like, I can't write, Lord, until this is gone, until I've been able to deal with this and get this away from me so that I can hear your voice to start writing. And so I have the luxury, thank God, of just sitting there until, he, until I find him. And a lot of people don't have that. That's when you got to learn the quick way. You got to learn to take those scriptures with you and focus on those verses during the day and not on your problems. Another thing that, that helps me is, is worship music. Like, mm -hmm. I, oh, cannot, yeah. I cannot stay where I'm at if I get to that point where I can sing, where I can worship the mm. Lord. So if I can put music on and it might take five songs, it might take, 50 minutes a song. There you go. When I get there and I can sing, I know I'm there. There you go. That's that praise and worship. Yeah. The Lord inhabits yeah. his praises. Yes. So Psalms 51, 6. Surely you desire truth in the inner parts. You teach me wisdom in the inmost place, in that hidden chamber. So there's this little chamber inside of you that's empty. And there's nothing that's going to fill it up. There's not, there's not any games. There's not any movies. There's not any uh, risk-taking, not sex, not drugs. Not, not, there's nothing that's going to fill this up. There's no amount of money. There's no amount of money that's going to that's gonna that's gonna fill that up. I mean, my loved one got a, a large settlement, and he went through that money pretty quick. And he said to me, that didn't fix it. I thought the money would make me better. I thought it would make me feel happy and it didn't fix it. Money. So money doesn't give us recovery. What gives us recovery is the Lord and just really coming to him and surrendering our whole heart. So you ready to do the verse? 
The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I trust. Psalms 18.2. We want to welcome you for being here. We want to thank you for going through the series. I've just finished up the Rocker Recovery, Defeating Anxiety, 12 Lessons. And we're going to be starting uh, the Rocker Recovery's second book, which is called uh, Overcoming the Tormented Mind. And we'll be going through uh, how we have to get over our aversion to Christ, what brings us into the tormentor's prison, how not to be offended, uh, what to do with a wounded spirit, and how to overcome those wounds, and the immature conscience, and other lessons like that. So stay tuned to Rocker Recovery. Like a lot of good stuff. It's a lot of good stuff. It's a lot of work. It's been, and, and I want you to know that I didn't write any of these without having to go through that mud first <laughs> to get this out of there. But I know how to wrestle in the mud. <laughs> you can't pull anybody out of the pit to no. figure out how to get That's out of yourself. That's right. So we love you. God bless. Take care. Yeah.